Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dodges-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello and welcome to episode number 17 of the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dodges-Marmette. We're so excited to bring you today's guest, Rebecca Garland, who's the co-founder and a retreat host for Fit and Fly. An attorney in Seattle, Rebecca practiced law for over 15 years before pursuing her passion for travel, wellness, and bringing groups of women together. She has traveled to over 35 countries on five continents, spending a considerable amount of time traveling solo or attending women's fitness retreats. Rebecca is also a freelance travel writer and blogger. Specializing in solo and group female travel, Rebecca's articles have been published online and in various print magazines and newspapers, including USA Today Travel, Yahoo Travel, Jet Set Extra, and Go Girl Guides. Several years ago, Rebecca attended her first women's retreat in Bali. In addition to immersing herself in surfing and yoga, she loved the strong bonds formed with like-minded women who shared her passion for travel and wellness. We know you're going to be so inspired by our conversation with Rebecca today. She shares with us how she took this passion project and turned it into a full-time career when she started Fit and Fly. We talk about the importance of stepping outside your comfort zone and the personal growth that happens on her retreats, as well as the amazing experiences that women from all over the world and all walks of life have had on a Fit Fly retreat. There's really a wellness mindset and growth opportunity that happens when you go on a retreat, and she'll share with that, that with you today. So whether you've gone on a retreat before or it's been on your bucket list for the last couple of years, you won't want to miss this inspiring conversation with Rebecca Garland. All right, Rebecca, we are so excited to be here with you today. Um, and just for a little background, I was fortunate enough to attend one of your retreats last spring. It was in Palm Springs. It was four days, and um, I had not heard of Fit and Fly Girl retreats before, but a friend of mine corralled six of us, <laughs> and off we went, and it was a wellness retreat, which we'll talk a little bit more about some of the different retreats that you offer during the course of this conversation, but, you know, I had, it was not my first retreat. I didn't have a lot of expectations. I was just excited to, to get to do this with some friends, and from the moment we entered the hotel, everyone was so accommodating and hospitable. Um, it, you know, just a like-minded women all together um, for different reasons, but really um, we all wanted to get away, right? And experience this amazing setting. So for me, I, I know personally, I was introduced to several new healers and seekers and different modalities that honestly became really life-changing for me. And I've continued to seek out them on a one-on-one -on -one basis. That's amazing. Yeah. Then I was fortunate and a couple of them were based in Minneapolis, which is where, you know, I live. And it's just had a really profound impact on my own healing and wellness journey. So for that, I thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. 
and I just left Palm Springs with such fond memories. So I can't wait to join one of your retreats in the coming months and years ahead. Wonderful. And can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to be well, with thank us. you for having me. Yes, and to share your business and the experiment, the experience that you've created for women with our audience today. So just maybe to get started, if you want to tell us a little bit about your background, you know, and someone who practiced law for 15 years decided one day to launch a <laughs> retreat. Right. Well, so that's true. I, um, my background is being an attorney. I had practiced law for 11 years when I was pretty stressed out, needing to kind of reconnect with my own fitness and wellness goals and myself. And I decided to go on a surf and yoga retreat to Bali. And I was a little nervous going into the, into the experience. Um, I was joining up with 11 other women who I did not know. And within just a few minutes of being there, I felt like I had really found my people. And it was such an incredible week. And after it was over, I thought, oh, I've, I've got to recreate this somehow. I've got to do this again. So about a year later, I went on another retreat to Tulum, Mexico. And I was sitting on the beach one day in Tulum. And I thought about all of the different types of people that were on these retreats, a lot of um, professionals who were universally stressed out and kind of seeking something. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what if you could take that experience? Instead of being in a one set location, you could travel around the world and see beautiful places, get out of your comfort zone. And that's how Fit and Fly was born. And I, I started it while I was still practicing law. And what kinds of places do you go around the world? Because they're mostly outside of the country, right? That's right. So um, like Stephanie said, our first domestic retreat was in Palm Springs, but we have had retreats in Mykonos, Greece, uh, Morocco, Bali, um, Tuscany, Costa Rica, Tulum, Buenos Aires, just five continents so far. And um, we just, it's, it's really amazing to be able to see different parts of the world um, while you're connecting with, um, with other amazing women. And how do you, you know, pick the locations for some of these retreats and maybe share which one is. Yeah. So when I, when we first started the company in 2014, the beginning of 2014, um, we spent the year scouting and I chose locations. I figured on my own demographics. So I chose locations that I would want to go, which I guess sounds a little selfish, but it, it's worked out. Um, so I, yeah, so I just scouted around, um, which was an, made for an awesome year. And my favorite location so far has been in Uruguay, which is um, in South America, um, right next to Argentina. And it's, I can't really explain why. There's something about the place, you know, sometimes when you go to a place and you just kind of feel like you're at home. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to explain that, but you just feel connected to the location. And that's how I felt there. And it was just such a, a fantastic experience for all of us. And, and that's been my favorite. And, and what would you say is the typical demographic of the kind um, type of women that are coming on this trip? Like, who, right. who are you attracting? So all women, of course, um, I would say 90% are from the U.S. Uh, we have another um, several women who have joined us from places like Australia, Hong Kong, Ireland, England, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Um, the women are pretty universally um, professionals or um, we also have um, a lot of stay-at-home moms who just need a getaway. But in terms of the age demographic, I did a little experiment last year and I broke down the ages. And so from most to least, it goes 40s, 30s, 50s, 60s, 20s, 70s, 
which is really interesting. We've had women join us from age 19 to 73, um, which I love. Um, our, actually, our, our guest that has joined us on the most retreat, she's been on six and she turned 70 last year. So oh, wow. wow, she does aerial yoga, like the silks. Um, yeah. She's, uh, she's an attorney. Like she is incredible. And we, we oh all just we're like, we aspire to be you. We want to grow up to be you one day, but yes, yeah. yeah. Well, I know the retreat we were on, there were a couple of mother daughter. Yeah, here. we do. We do have several mother daughters, a lot of sisters that join us too, but with the mother daughters, sometimes that's where we'll get like with the woman um, that joined us. It was 19. Her mom was there and she was in her forties. And so um, it's really fun to see, see the generations go yeah. with. Yeah. Them. I would love to do this with my mother and my daughter, yeah, right. two daughters, but one of my daughters would be, well, they're both too young right now, but in a few years, but one day, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> Um, uh, maybe can you talk a little bit about the benefits of joining um, a retreat and in particular like a wellness or fitness focused one? You talked about being really stressed out and yes. that's what drew you to doing your first retreat in Bali and do you get a lot of people in similar situations to you? We do. Um, like I said, a lot of um, either, you know, look at it either way, professional women or stay at home moms, everybody's universally stressed about something. And I think at this age, everybody is universally looking for something, whether it's looking to heal from something or reconnect with themselves or really um, find maybe they've never had a self-care practice or a fitness practice. And then they're looking to find that for the first time in their lives or to get back in touch with how they used to be or whatever it is. But we find that a lot of people are just kind of seeking that. And so being able to take a week for yourself and get yourself out of your, out of your home, out of your country, out of your comfort zone, kind of um, make yourself vulnerable and just trust the, the process and the experience and that everything's going to be planned for you. And, and you can just kind of give yourself over to it. It's, it's really amazing to see how people change in just over a week's time and to be able to watch them take back what they've learned or practiced and take it back to their regular everyday life. And I'm assuming you're, you're, you know, meeting all these women and you're seeing some of these women have profound changes in the course of a week. Yes, absolutely. Um, I can think of one story in particular. Um, it was the first retreat we ever hosted. It was in Costa Rica in 2015. And there was a woman that joined us who had an autoimmune disorder and she was by herself. Her, it was actually Mother's Day weekend and her daughters had gotten this retreat for her and sent her on her way. And I think she was a little scared. She was like, I just kind of want to be home with my daughters. You know, she, she shows up and she's nervous and she's never done anything like yoga before. She's never really pushed her body because of her um, autoimmune disorder. And it was amazing to watch her blossom throughout that week. She goes to her first yoga class and loved it and said, she wanted to, to do more of those. And, and she just was so proud of herself. And, and you could see her taking pride in her accomplishments. And um, the last day of the retreat, as we're all flying back to our respective homes, I get a text from her and she had landed and her family was waiting for her. And she said, I took the steps and not the escalator and her family couldn't believe it. And it was just that, that little bit of some, you know, that little change that she had made and to, to know that that week had given her confidence. It had, you know, boosted her self-esteem and she felt like, you know, there, I can really take care of myself in a way that um, is good for me and, and things that, you know, maybe I've never done before, but, but I love. Yeah. I mean, what a transformative experience and just yeah. such a priceless opportunity that you're 
you're allowing, you know, absolutely for people, really. right? Yes. So I'm curious what a day looks like on a week-long retreat. Like what, yeah. is, what are you doing in a typical day? Sure. So we typically, um, if we're in Spain, for instance, um, we will get up in the morning and we'll start the morning with a fitness class. Um, and then we have um, breakfast. We're in a private villa. So the fitness class might be outside around the pool. And then we um, go into the dining area where our personal chef has prepared our meal. Um, he will prepare meals that are really tailored to everybody's food allergies and intolerances, which is really great. And then after that, we might have an activity such as um, going on a hike, or um, we might go to a beach club and, and do a yoga class there, or just kind of enjoy um, the beach for the day. And then later in the afternoon, we'll have another fitness or depending on the instructor, maybe a yoga class, maybe a stretching class. Um, we'll have dinner. And then after dinner, we might go, there's a, a shopping area called a hippie market in Ibiza where things are, are handmade by people on the island. And so we might go shopping for the evening or we might have a night out, um, but it's, it's a full day. And it's, it's nice because there's a little something for everybody. And um, there's also plenty of downtime where if you want to just lay by the pool and read a book and um, people can opt in and out of whatever activities they want without any pressure or judgment. Yeah. Which is so important. And yes, it is. So I mean, it's something that's important to me. I mean, when I, when I vacation, um, I love the um, option to do whatever activities might be presented, but maybe I don't want to do them all. Maybe I'm tired that day and I really have to, get in touch with my body and how I'm feeling. And is this something that's right for me today? Or maybe I just want to, to read a book and, and have a quiet time. And, and that's great. And we, we really encourage that. Well, I can say firsthand, I know when I was on your retreat, there was one morning and I had set the alarm and I really wanted to wake up and do this yoga class. And it was the only opportunity I was going to get to work out that day. And for me, working out and moving is really important. And I just let myself sleep and everyone right. was like wondering where I was, like, where are you at <laughs> breakfast? I mean, I was like, Worried. I was slept so much. I think I was worried there wasn't going to be any food left and it felt so good. I just listened yeah. to my body. And the great thing, it was like, I, I didn't feel guilty right. and I was okay with it. You know, exactly. Listen to what my body needed. Cause clearly you need to sleep that day and that's great. Yeah. Yep. So we, we've talked a lot about, you know, these seven day retreats kind of all over the world. What about for people that can't get away for seven days? Right. So we, we really want to make fit and fly more accessible to more people. So there are a lot of people who maybe, like you said, can't get away for a week. Um, maybe it's a young mom who doesn't feel comfortable leaving her children that early. Um, so we have started doing like the domestic event, like the, um, the four night in Palm Springs. We, we want to do more of those. And we also have started doing one day events. So we had one in LA in June and it was an event from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on a Saturday where people could learn, uh, come and learn about um, different wellness modalities. Um, we had a sound bath meditation, a yoga class, a panel of experts talking about wellness. We had a shopping experience where they could um, connect with different wellness brands. And it, you know, we had brunch and it was just uh, really a fabulous way for, to, to be able to make the experience more accessible, to kind of pare it down into a one day. And I, I think it's going to be important for us to do more of those. Good. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, um, it's like a little mini retreat. It's, it a, great, it's yeah. a great entree into something that's right longer, you know, for when you can. Exactly. exactly. Right. And do you think you'll have more of those planned? I know you have your schedule already set for 2020, but like, yes, 2021. 
Yes, absolutely. So we are in talks with different um, brands in the U.S. about um, bringing more of those one-day events. So it's really about finding um, the right location, the right venue. Um, we were at a hotel in L.A. for our June event. So um, that's a great way to be able to create a large space where um, we had almost 100 people. So um, I think that um, finding more of those um, spaces and opportunities is, is definitely on um on our list for 2020 and 2021 yeah well exciting i'm excited yeah and you know your your retreats are all women at least yes. as of right now right that's right you know maybe can you talk a little bit about that like what women are looking to experience when they come on your retreat and maybe how that sets yours apart from others i know marnie's done a bunch of other retreats but they've I've all been i've only done co-ed, co-ed retreats right yes there's a lot of co-ed yeah. retreats out there and when it, when I started Fit and Fly, when I came up with the idea of it, it didn't even occur to me to do co-ed retreats. I had been on both. I had been on all-female and, and co-ed, and the all-female was so empowering, and, and it created these bonds that I didn't experience on, in my co-ed um, retreat that I had gone on, that I really just wanted it to be an all-female experience. I think something really special happens when you bring together a group of women. Um, it, it's a bond like I've, I've never seen before, especially on the, the seven-night retreats that are international. Um, it's just, it's incredible and amazing and um, I could see us maybe trying co-ed just to see what happens, but but there's something, (laughs) there's something about the all-female experience. I don't know. I think there's just, just kind of a universal, no matter where people come from or what their life experience has been, there's just this universal experience we all have as women and to be able to support each other and empower each other. There's something special about that. I agree. I think something about just being vulnerable and letting your guard down and being more comfortable. Right. And quickly too, right? So I feel like within a few hours of all being together. Yes. You're easily, like you shared when your first retreat in Bali, you felt like you found your people, right? Absolutely. Yes. It was just, I mean, going into that Bali experience, I was so nervous and I thought, you know, will they like me or is everybody already going to be friends? Maybe they all came as a group and there were so many solo travelers, which is something we find in our retreats too. We have a lot of solo travelers and a lot of people are really nervous. And so I, you know, sometimes we'll tell that story if somebody emails me and says, oh, I'm getting anxious about it. And it's just, you know, within an hour or two, you just kind of settle in and you start talking to other people and, and those bonds begin really quickly. What an amazing experience. I know. It really is. I find that a lot of people do come with a group of friends like myself. We came, I came with women or they come solo. Yeah, both. Um, it Sometimes we find that on certain retreats, and I don't know why this is, but certain retreats seem to attract more solo travelers versus more travelers of um, maybe two friends coming together or a, a larger group like with like with your friends. But the nice thing is we find that even when you have a larger group of friends traveling together, they kind of adopt the, you know, the solo travelers and just kind of they bring them into like a bigger experience altogether. So it's, it doesn't become clicky, which is something I never wanted to see. Um, and it's, it's been really nice to, to see how people just kind of share in the experience together, even no matter how they're traveling by themselves or with others. Right. And how many, what's the average size for one of your retreats? Yeah. So it depends, um, again, on the location because um, certain villas can accommodate more people than others. But I would say an average um, size retreat would be, say, 14 to 18. Okay. 
So changing gears, I know that you were a lawyer for many, many years, and then you kind of um, put that aside and went all in on this business. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, you know, what that felt like to kind of have an idea and then leave a full-time career, jump into that idea, and then kind of take off with it? Right. I mean, it, I won't lie. It was, it was really scary. It's, it's scary to leave what you've known for, you know, all of your adult life and um, to jump into the unknown, especially if you've never started a business before. Um, I really credit, I had a, um, I had hired a life coach. I was, I was ready to make a change in my life, but I, and I had had the idea for Fit and Fly and I'd been kind of sitting on it for a while but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I just felt like something in my life had to change and I wasn't, um, practicing law wasn't enough. I needed something else. So I started going to a life coach and she said, well, you know, let's talk about some different ideas. And as I mentioned fit and fly, she said, well, let's back up. Let's, let's talk about this a little bit more. Your face just lit up when you started talking about this idea. So I, I said, I, I've never started business before. I, there's so many things to do. I wouldn't know where to start. And she said, well, let's just take it, break it down into small increments. And by the next time I see you, ha- you need to have done these two or three things. And so every time I would see her, I would do two or more, three more things on the to-do list. And eventually a business grew out of that. And so she allowed the process to not be so scary is almost like having an accountability partner and having somebody to, you know, to hold your hand through the process. And that was, that is my number one um, recommendation for somebody who wants to start a business is find that person, whether it's a friend that has started a business and they can coach you through it or whether it's actually hiring a life coach. Um, I think it's really important to have that, that partner. And, you know, what advice would you have along those lines, someone who has a passion or, you know, they have this like side hustle and they're really, I mean, they're just scared, right? A lot of us are to like leave that, take that leap of faith and make it into a actual business and whether you can continue the full-time job or not, right? but just any advice that you have for someone, you know, to be able to take that leap, right? Right. It doesn't necessarily have have to mean that you have to leave leave one job to do the next. Sure. I think that that's really um, important to, to recognize is that you don't have to leave the full-time stable job. Um, Certainly if you're able to build your business up to a point where you can, that's fantastic, but not everybody can, can do that. Um, So I think recognizing that having a side hustle and having your passion as your creative outlet alongside your job is, is really a fantastic way to do it. And, you know, when you go home in the evening and maybe it's time to turn your attention to your business, it's not that you're going home to your second job. Now you're going home to, this is, fun this is you and you have to approach it that way um i i think that people sometimes maybe take it too seriously at first but just start it start slow start by really enjoying what you're doing and and take pleasure in that and then see where it goes and just let it let it develop it may turn into something that you never anticipated it would turn into it could it could completely change gears and it be something else but it's, I think it's important to, um, to start it as a side hustle. I would encourage anybody wanting, who has a, a career doing something that, um, to start their passion in, in that way. So just out of curiosity, did, did Fit and Fly Retreat grow into something unexpected? Or was this kind of your vision from day one and it's kind of followed yeah. the trail you 
pictured? Kind of both. I mean, I, I think I anticipated by this point, it's been, um, it's almost six years and it's been uh, since I started the business and it's almost five years since we had our first retreat. So I, a few things happened in my life. Um, I was single when I started Fit and Fly and the idea that I could just travel around the world and always be traveling and going on retreats sounded fantastic. Well, of course, you know, shortly after or shortly before I start my first retreat, I meet my now boyfriend of five years and, and I maybe don't want to be gone from home as much. So that shifted in that way is that I needed to find a way to still run the business, but maybe I'm not hosting all of all or maybe any of the retreats. And so it took me a long time to really build that team of hosts, people that I can trust. And I know that our guests can trust. So I think by this point, I'm, I thought we probably would be doing more retreats, but it, but I had to, you know, take a step back and realize I can't do them all. And I have to find people I trust to put in those places. And so I had to, you know, kind of, put more of a break on things than I thought. But at the same time, I've been able to start building other parts of the business that I didn't anticipate, such as the domestic shorter retreats, the one day events. Um, we're, we're actually redoing our website now, or we're going to have um, a shoppable um, component to the site. And I'm really excited about that. That's, oh, wow. that's going to be completely new for us. And that's not really something I anticipated. Um, but that's, I think that's going to be really fun. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So we're going to be um, not only having uh, products that are specific to Fit and Fly, so Fit and Fly branded products, but also we want to curate products by working with brands that we trust, um, mm. whether it's um, travel related merchandise or um, fitness related or wellness related. And so we're just kind of in the process of curating and me identifying brands I would love to work with in that way and then have their products on our site. That is so cool. Yeah. Yep. So if people want to learn more about Fit and Fly, where can they find you? Yes. So you can find us through our website, which is fitandflygirl.com. So it's F-I-T-A-N-D-F-L-Y-G-I-R-L.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at, at fitandflygirl. And we will link all this information up in the show yep. notes. Um, and what, you know, as we sort of wrap up the interview one question we like to ask of all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? That's a really good question. Um, I think that you can look at this twofold. So, you know, what it means to me on a day-to-day -day basis would be um, definitely having the component of travel in my life. That's really important. Um, having a creative outlet, um, being able to find ways during my day to take care of myself, whether that's eating well or um, taking that fitness class or taking, you know, 15 seconds out of my day just to just say, you know, breathe. So there's, there's those type of things, but I think also looking at it on a broader scale is really important. And that is, is living authentically and being able to know yourself well enough to be able to identify this, these are the things that makes, that make me happy. And these are the steps that I need to take, whether it's day to day or year to year in order to get to that point. And I think, I think that that is the art of living well. Very beautiful. Awesome. Really well said. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and I know that you were going to offer the listeners a little something. Yes. So we can offer the listeners, um, for anybody who's never joined us on a fit and fly retreat before we can offer 10% off their first fit and fly retreat. 
That's fabulous. Thank, Thank you. you for that. And we'll link that up in the show notes as well. Exactly. Great. Um, and I highly, highly recommend based on my experience in Palm Springs and Marnie and I are already list of retreats going, okay, how can I make <laughs> this work? Who can I bring? We like, would love that. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. For, thank you for having me. And for sharing your, um, the experience that you've created. Yes. Thank you. Listeners. I love what you're doing. I really, thank you. I love what you all are doing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So Stephanie, people keep asking me, and I think you get the same question, like what's a great protein powder to use? And there's so many protein powders on the market and they're overwhelming, right? Trying to like figure out what's good, what's not good. Um, we both love the DNS powder, which is a daily nutritional support. From Equilibrium Nutrition. And Marnie, you're the one that turned me on to it probably a year ago now, and or I, I've been converted from a lot of the other protein powders that I was using that you would pick up at the store. Nothing against any of those other products, but what we love about this is it's a complete multivitamin. So you can't even really say it's a protein powder, but there is a clean plant-based source of protein that's all non-GMO, third-party verified for heavy metals. Um, and and for those of you that don't know what third-party verified means, yeah. that means like a third party is coming in looking at the ingredients that are listed and actually verifying that what's in this container is really in the container. Right. And that's super important because a lot of protein powders on the market are not verified and they're putting in like fillers and all kinds of stuff. Exactly. Um, so I love this because you don't need a multivitamin. And honestly, in addition to having an excess of probably your daily um, recommended allowance for the vitamins and minerals, there's, um, there's ingredients in here that help just support gut health, right? And it's 15 grams of a vegan protein. Um, it's, it's pretty low sugar and it tastes really good. It tastes like it really good. Comes in chocolate and vanilla. And kids can use it too. You would just reduce their dosage. Yep. My two daughters have a scoop every day in their smoothie. Right. Um, it's nut-free, dairy-free, soy-free, gluten-free, non-GMO. Non <laughs> um, it's honestly, it's the cleanest and most complete nutritional support and protein powder that Marnie and I have found. And we've both done a lot of um, research on our own and have gone through many different protein powders that we've used over the years. So if you're interested in purchasing the protein powder, you can head over to our website, theartoflivingwell.us backslash products and check it out. Yep. And message us if you have any questions. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.